Hey, I'm Raina. And I'm Pete. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Unbusy Podcast. It's the show for self-employed people who want more time. Who want to be time rich. Who want to do meaningful work and be productive. While letting the busy go. Who want to enjoy their work days. And sometimes just go skiing on Wednesday afternoons. Or just take Fridays off. Self-employed people who want to spend their time where it matters. This is the Unbusy Podcast. Hello, everybody listening to the Unbusy Podcast special episode. Woo! This is like when they did the Star Wars Christmas special, and it was terrible, and it was a couple years later, and they just wanted to capitalize on the hype. That's what we're doing right now with the Unbusy Podcast. I don't even remember the special. And today, I just gave a talk, and I actually referenced Star Wars. You did. And when I said, I'm assuming everyone here has seen Star Wars, not everyone nodded their head. I was like, oh no. Yep. You mentioned Anakin and Padme, and I was like, I know some people in here, right over their head. Yeah. Not me. I got it. Yeah. I went a little too deep there with that reference, um, but, you know. That's like the one reference you're always allowed to do is Star Wars. I because feel, people yes. who don't get it, shame on them. I, yeah. They deserve to not get it. I'm just saying. Anyways, we're at FinCon 2022 in, um, not Austin, where are we? Orlando. <laughs> It's been a long year. <laughs> Last year was uh, it's been like awesome. a long two years. Yes. Uh, so we're at FinCon on the podcast booth and just want to hang out, chat, do a special reunion episode. Let's follow up to season one. And you told me about an hour ago, you, you, you had this idea that you think might be applicable to discuss in regards to unbusiness. So, so lay it on us. What okay. We got? So some of you may or may not know that I moved to France a month ago. Yes. Everything's French. Everything's French. She's talking, oh, I was at the French Walmart. Oh, I had to go to the French Target, and my husband picked up French bagels, and then I got home to my French daughter, and she had to go to French school. Yeah, which by default, I should probably stop saying, because, I mean, like, we have French doors in the whole house, and I'm like, are they just doors here? That's, ooh. <laughs> what about French fries? Are they just fries? It's ridiculous. They're frites. Blowing my mind on a whole nother level. Anyway. I'm sorry, I interrupted you though. Please no, continue. No, that's okay. Okay, so um, I mean, obviously, it's funny. As soon as you're in another culture, you become hyper aware of your own. And you also start to see the differences in your habits and the environment you're in and how much it influences you. I realized it's been one month and we are already changing things that we do without really thinking too much about it just because of the environment that we're in and we're getting unbusier, which this was part of the plan. I will say like this was part of the reason we chose France, but it made me start thinking about just how much our environment really has an influence over how busy or not busy we are. And I realized, I realized we hadn't really talked about that. Yeah. Environment. Environment. Yeah. Uh, let's kick things off with this. What do you mean by environment? Yes. In your case, not just like for everybody listening, but for you specifically, what are those things that Mm -hmm. have uh, changed how you view life, work, all the above? Yes. Um, So I have to say it's only been a month. (laughs) So (laughs) it's nice and fresh and we're still settling in. Um, But when I'm thinking about environment, it's really the way the culture around you of people are structured and the way they live. And what I mean by this is, for example, 
it's as if everyone has a memo in France so far from what we've seen that people do things at a certain time. So there's like a pace of life. You stop for lunch from noon to two and you might as well because everything's going to be closed anyway. (laughs) And on Sundays, people just, they rest, they go see their family. If you work in the city, it's time that you go out to the countryside to see, you know, your family that lives there. There's just like this slowing pace. And, you know, I mean, it's it's a busy country still. Um, but there's this sense of just taking time for things in a way that I don't ever remember feeling in the U.S. and kind of seeps in. It's like, really, I sit down to lunch now and we go to a restaurant and I just like settle in and relax. Like, oh, we're going to be here for a while. And it's great. Um, so, yeah. So culture. Yeah. Uh, is a lot large part of what you just said. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of questions, but before I get to them, uh, I'll just talk for a while. <laughs> so this actually reminded me. We're not changing the format, folks. <laughs> no, this is the exact <laughs> format you're yeah. used to, and that's what you signed up for when you subscribed <laughs> to the Unbusy Podcast. Anyways, um, two things. Number one, that quote attributed to somebody somewhere at some place that says, you are the average of the five people around you. Mm. First of all, I think people take that to the extreme, but I think they're absolutely true. And by the way, I'm going to show off my sociology card. As somebody with a degree in sociology who studied this, you didn't know this? No. I have a degree in sociology. Studied it for four years. Um, I I happen to believe that this is way more powerful than any of us realize. Mm. And not just like, I literally moved to France. (laughs) have the cultural expectations, but also I moved to a new hometown, but also I took another day job that also affects my friends or my life at home, like all of this stuff, all of the cultural and social stuff around us. Everybody will nod their head and be like, yeah, he's right. Like that's pretty powerful influences on our life. No, I actually think it's way more powerful than we like to admit. That's number one. Number two, something you said about lunch actually reminded me of this. I was reading, <laughs> not to lie, I was listening to, because I can't read, a book called Range, which was recommended to me by like 30 different people after I sent an email one day. And I was like, I am a generalist. And I think it's been a positive in some things, but it's been holding me back in my life and other stuff. Well, I read this book, Range. And it gives an example of one particular group of scientists. I don't remember what it was. It's some department somewhere, someplace. I have no idea. But they were working to try and solve some problem in the scientific community alongside like 30 other departments all across the world. And no one got anywhere, any place, except for this one department. And so people were asking why. Why did this take 10 years for like a bunch of these teams to do it? This other team got together and within six months, it was solved. It's like, what are the differences? So we did a bunch of research and here's what he found. That one group spent time with each other at lunch. That's it. And the reason he says this is important is because lunch breaks, like the way they were taking them, literally like an hour or more where everybody got together, you learn something from different people who know things that you don't, who understand different sciences that you don't, who understand different cultures or business strategies or industries or niches or whatever it is that you don't and you learn from those people so all these scientists were learning from each other over their lunch break lunch breaks 
are important, he says, because you get access to different viewpoints and cultures that you never would otherwise. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Not exactly related to, I think, what you wanted to talk about, but I've actually been thinking about that a lot in terms of, oh, well, quite frankly, online impact, the mm-hmm. membership community yeah. that Rain and I have been a part of. Um, I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, lunch breaks are important. It's important to take specific time to immerse yourself with other people, friends or coworkers or strangers at conferences like the one we're at now or whatever. It's not just important for social reasons, but you also learn oh, yeah. more than you would. If I just went to a, I don't know, I was trying to get some really specific example. I don't know. Um, just went to a YouTuber conference as opposed to a creator conference, you're going to get different things. Um, okay, that's all I got. I don't know. No, I was <laughs> just going to say, that's the reason when I mastermind match that I try not to put people together that are in the same industry. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for similar business models so that they, you know, can have, an, like, are relatable enough, right, that they can, but different industries so that they... Yeah, bring those different ideas and perspectives. That's pretty huge. Yeah. Um, I do think that's environment. Um, so what do you do, though, if you are in an environment that isn't supporting the culture you want to have? Well, how do you know if that's the case? That was going to be one of my next mm-hmm. questions is, okay, people are listening to this right now. They're probably self-employed or on the path right. to self-employment. Uh, what's step number one in all this is... Exam. I'm. I'm just making stuff up now. <laughs> is it like examining? Okay, how is my current environment at work or home or birth, birth or birth or both? How are those things affecting me right now, and how would I change it? Like, what is what? What's step number one before you even get to? Like, what do I want to have happen? Do you start with like what you have now? Yeah, that's and a how good it's question. You? I. I think you do. I mean, thinking about, I think culture contributes an environment to how we feel each day and how we sort of approach the day and what we're doing. Um, And so thinking about what do I want that to be like? Like there are people who love the atmosphere of the trading floor of the New York Stock Exchange, right? Like that's a very specific environment and culture. And there's something about that that energizes certain people and they want to be there. Yeah. That would not be what I would want. Um, <laughs> like, that, no. no. Um, so, yeah, I think starting with, like, how do you want to feel each day? And, like, what's the culture then that supports that? Yeah. You know what you just reminded me of? Co-working spaces. Ah, uh, that's why a good ex- It is. Okay, yeah. I actually have a good example. But before I say it. Would you slide that microphone back onto the table? We're, we're recording at a table with way too many microphones. One was about to fall off. Yeah. And I'm the like gear nerd that's like, that's a $321 microphone. All right. Um, I have a good example from my own life. So now I live in rural. I nailed it. I thought I was going to screw did. that word up. Well, you got both the U's. I'm not going to try it again. I live in Michigan <laughs> where there's not a lot of people around. I don't know very many people because we actually moved there and didn't know anybody. And then one month later, the pandemic hit and it's been a rough ride. But the point of that is I work at home alone. My kids are at school now. Thank God, by the way. Uh, my wife is working at school. I came from the environment of working at a busy coffee shop every single day mm. or like, you know, five days a week. Yeah. And here's one takeaway. I got way more done in Rome when I was at the coffee shop every day. Really? Way more. 
like uh, legitimately 3x more. Wow. And so what do you think the variable was there? I worked from seven to five. Mm. And I enjoyed it. I, I, I think what I wanted to say by that is it's not like I hated that. And I like what I'm doing now where I have way more freedom and downtime, time freedom instead of just freedom. I like to use that word, time freedom. Um, I don't necessarily think I like now better or worse. I just think it's way different. And I definitely, 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 definitely think that I am the same person and that that environment working in a busy coffee shop. By the way, there's like people I know and friends. It's a small town who are also working and doing things that naturally motivated me to work when I was there. I didn't goof off at that coffee shop, like ever. Yeah. I'm a pretty efficient person as is. And I was literally working like eight hours straight. Wow. That says a lot about the power of environment. It does. Because like you said, you are a pretty efficient person already. So just changing your environment, increasing your productivity because it was the right fit for what you wanted to accomplish. So maybe that's one. Oh, I feel a nugget coming. Like she can feel the nuggets. And that's gonna be good. <laughs> so, well, I was just thinking the key might be here matching the environment to what you want to accomplish. Um, and so for you, that might, that's a really productive working environment for you. Let me ask you this. Do you, maybe not the past month cause you've been uh, in France, but even before that, we mentioned I've been in France. Um, <laughs> have you ever gone been working at home or you have freedom of work or whatnot, but gone to a coffee shop anyways, just so you could do something specific or be more productive. I'm doing air quotes right now. Have you ever done this? Oh, well, so not so much a coffee shop, but I, uh, our internet went out, uh, right before we moved one day and I went to the library. That's another environment issue. Yeah. Friends. <laughs> no, I went to the library and now that I think about it, I think I was probably three times more productive too. It was like, I just got so much done. I left the library. I was like, why have I not been coming here all the time? Um, it was, there was something about being there that just told my brain, there's nothing that you're here to do right now except for this. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. It was. I feel like this is, um, this is, this is like a side nugget to your main nugget a second ago. The side nugget. This is the would, mashed potatoes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> As a uh, no. side to nuggets. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm not going to keep going. Uh, freeze. <laughs> not French fries, right? But freeze. Freeze. Okay. Um, shit, I lost my nugget now. This is ridiculous. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I think I got it. So your nugget was perhaps we can choose different environments based on what we want to do and how we want to feel. I lost my nugget, but I just want to underscore that the major nugget thing. I think that's true. Well, I think that's I think that's an easy place for anybody to start. How about that? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. You can stay at home. You can go to the library. You can go to the coffee shop. What else? What are some other ways, even without going to a different uh, country or <laughs> small business establishment? So, I mean, I'm thinking about too. You know what you just said about groups of people. So. We used to live in this suburban neighborhood, and no joke, I don't know how many of you remember Desperate Housewives, that show from like 10 years ago, but like Wisteria Lane, it looked like that. Like it was like a set from Wisteria Lane. And there was like multiple neighborhoods, and there was like the people that lived in the back and the mom's group from the back. Um, 
you know, they only wore a certain brand of athletic clothes to go and like swing their kids on. The, it was a very specific, there were requirements for this group. We have all seen these groups through high school, like through your life, right? There's always that group. And like, I knew someone who was always trying to go to that mom's group. And there was like this constant state of dissatisfaction with her own life, with who she was. It was really, I don't know why she put quite so much weight into this mom's group, but it was pretty intense. And then at some point she looked at me, she's like, I think I'm going to quit going to that mom's group. I'm just going to join the book club with the retired ladies. And I was like, that sounds like a good idea. And she did. And she was pretty quickly just happier. (laughs) (laughs) And she didn't have to move anywhere. She didn't have to. It wasn't a big deal. She just stopped showing up. She stayed in touch with a couple of moms who were actually pretty cool that were in that group. And she just moved groups. Um, I think it's another way you can change environments. I I got two. I got two more. I, I, I like to talk in case you didn't notice already, but I also like when other people talk because that actually just like gives me ideas of what to talk about further. Number one, I won't tell the full story, but I'll tease it maybe for another podcast episode someday. I quit my friend group from uh, like middle school, high school on. I had like my group of friends, quote unquote, like best friends, and we all went to different colleges, but we still stayed in touch or whatever. And a couple of years after college, I quit that friend group. I shut off all contact. Cold oh, turkey that like? with all of them. Amazing. The best decision of my life. Okay. We'll talk about that some other episode. But that was one of these things of your friend just being like, I think I'm going to go to the book club. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm tired and exhausted, like trying to get what I want over here. Maybe it's not even what I want. And I maybe haven't realized that yet or whatever. Quit my friend group. We'll talk about that some other day. But that's a that's a good example of intentionally changing your own little environment, your, your own little culture. Um, uh, number two, I'll try not to ramble too long, but music and sound. I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to both of those things, I feel like. I'm into headphones. I'm just, I'm not, I don't want anybody else to be into headphones, but I'm into headphones. I, found it, I find it interesting, and so I, I learn about them and I read about them. And I also listen to a few podcasts on sound design. My favorite is 20,000 Hertz. And for anybody listening to this, if you're not into sound design, totally okay. It's an amazing podcast. It'll just blow your mind. They talk about sounds, different sounds all the time. It's just really well done. 20,000 Hertz, go check it out. Um, One of the ones they did recently was less of a traditional podcast where they tell a fun story and they explore some science or whatever it is behind some sort of noise. This one was a how-to use noise and or sounds to better your life. And they had like six chapters. There was like a chapter on music and how they talked about how music influences our emotions and how we can actually be proactive in what we choose to listen to, to suit our mood, to influence our mood, as well as like productivity or feeling or that sort of stuff. There's a reason why we play sexy music for romance. There's a reason why we play upbeat music when we want to work out and jazz when we do like these dinners or whatever. There's a reason for this. It's because it makes a difference. This all, this episode also talks a lot about, there was one on uh, earplugs, which are my new favorite things to rant about because I'm hard of hearing and have been for a decade because of drumline. I did drumline for 15 years. I can't, I'm half deaf. Um, and so earplugs, uh, I won't go too far into it, but let's just say 
your life can be changed with a set of good earplugs, even if you're just wearing them at home. Huh. Not stuff where you can't, literally can't hear anybody else in your household speak. Not that. Yeah. But you can go get a pair of Loop, L-O-O-P, earplugs. They're super cheap, and they're insanely amazing. They're high fidelity, so you can still hear everything. They just bring it down 18 decibels or so. And this is another weird thing I've started doing the past several months to at work, like at home, while I'm working. I don't block out all sound, but I just mute everything by like 15 to 20%, and I work better, and I focus better. It's the little things. Um, But noise and sound, coffee shop versus library versus home, dogs barking, cell phone alerts can actually like trigger there's scientific studies on this out there that those things like bring up certain levels of stress and like hormones and sometimes dopamine in our bodies. It's not good. Yeah. Right. Um, I'll stop ranting at this point, but those are just some things I thought of for the, the people could look into to alter their state. Yeah. And you know, you just earplugs, earplugs that made me think about quieting your physical environment but that led me to think about how chattery our mental environment can be, too. Um, it's kind of another internal states, <laughs> another environment um, to think about. But that also feels like a whole other podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do. We just tee up other podcasts. <laughs> well, Clearly. Let, let me ask you this. Um, I'd say we, we probably, I don't know if they're going to kick us off microphones at any point. We probably have like five to ten minutes. I want you to walk me through the next six months in France. Mm. What, you're, what are you going to do? And specifically related to this, you are in a new place, a new culture with new people around you, new customs, obviously, like a bunch of different stuff. I'm curious to hear how you are designing your own unbusy work schedule, if that makes any sense. What are you thinking of right now? Like, Does. What's in the hopper? Yeah. So... I'm actually going to experiment because the time change is forcing me to shift uh, my client work to more in the afternoons, which is mornings in the U.S. Um, So at first I was bummed about that, right? Because I have the highest energy in the morning. It's always been like the time that I want to do this. Um, But I realized coaching actually energizes me. And so, and I have better concentration in the morning. So all of a sudden it hit me that like, whoa, this might be amazing because then I can use this time that I internally just naturally have higher energy to focus, do like more creative work, writing, things like that. And then in the afternoons, when I see clients, that kind of energizes me anyway. Um, So I'm going to start experimenting a little bit with changing how I work um, that just hadn't really occurred to me. And that's partly just forced on me by the time change. (laughs) That's not really like a specific cultural thing, but I'm excited to experiment with it. The other thing is um, taking these longer lunch breaks and just slowing down. I'm interested to see how I'm going to feel after them, right? Is, are they going to energize me? Am I just going to want to go take a nap? That would <laughs> Am be, I going to do it every day? Like that's so different than anything I've done in the U.S. Like I'm just as guilty of the next person as like eating a sandwich at my computer. Yeah. Like, that was me at the coffee shop. Yeah. I ate lunch right there. Right. Um, so that's going to be a difference. Like how is that going to change the rhythm of my day and how productivity feels? Um, I'm also interested just to see, um, I'm checking out French co-working spaces. <laughs> 
it. Like, there we go. I'm super curious to see, like, how will they be the same? How will they be different? Um, how will that influence how I work? Um, so, yeah, it's just figuring out this new rhythm, um, being in a new place, and how will that kind of force me to think about doing things differently that I haven't before, like the time change, because now I'm in this environment that's kind of bringing these things, like changing things in a way that it forces me to think about changing other things based on where I am now. But I'm excited about that because I may come out at the other end with something way better. Yeah. It's a lot of change. It's a lot of change all at once. Yes. Pete has got many of like, why did I do this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a choice. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) what. (laughs) But then usually we go eat dinner and it's amazing because (laughs) French food is amazing. Yeah. And yeah, or I get my baguette out of my little machine that's in our town square. Your baguette vendor. My baguette vending machine. Yeah. Yes, because our little village is too small for a bakery and it's amazing and it costs a dollar and I'm like, oh, and and that whole healthcare thing. And I'm like, wait, yes, now I remember. I remember why we yes. did this. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That reminds your baguette guy. It reminds me of the office where Creed would be like, who's your worm guy? Where are you getting your worms? Who's your worm guy? <laughs> oh, you, yeah, we're still, we got to figure out, like, there's all these shops. Like, people literally go to the little shops. So, we still haven't found, like, we have to find our, we haven't found our guy. You have to find your worm, your worm guy. Yeah. Your baguette guy, you already have. The vending machine. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, what else? We actually have time left. Why don't we just banter? I wish that was recorded, but Raina started talking <laughs> It didn't actually say anything, but she was like, I don't know what the hell to talk about. I'm pretty sure that's I was what like, said. I made that, you know, the wrap it up sign. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. what that was. Pete did not recognize it. Well, I'll tell you what. Not, <laughs> no, I, got like, I don't know what to banter about. I got this something. has never been a problem. Um, no, never mind. Never um, mind. Well, now everyone wants to know. Like, Do all- you want to know? So I was going to say, why don't we go through a few ideas of what we might talk about on Unbusy Season 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But then I thought, well, this is actually on air. And then it might be really weird or awkward. But I think that's kind of our brand. <laughs> our brand. Yeah. Weird and awkward. That's so unfrench. No joke. I bought this book that says the French art of not trying too hard. And then it occurred to me, by reading a book about not trying too hard, that's... does that feel a little like trying too hard? Yeah. It does. I know. Yeah. I mean... Next time when I come back, I'm just going to be wearing like tied scarves, and you know. I'm really st- surprised she's uh, still speaking English. This is a shock to me. I thought it was going to be bonjour. You, yeah. you do have to say bonjour everywhere. It's like a, it's not like saying hi like we do, where you know I would say hi to you only in certain situations. It's like a, it's like a universal signal that I acknowledge you as a human. So, for example, if you go into a doctor's office. You have to say bonjour to everyone in the doctor's office before you sit down, like to acknowledge, like you're joining the space. And then you have to say au revoir. people in the waiting room. Yeah, yeah, people in the waiting room. And like if you go into a shop and you don't say bonjour, they're like, I mean, everyone. Like even people that you are obviously about to have an interaction with. Like think about the last time you walked up to like a ticket counter or subway. You don't always say hello, Hi. Like, sometimes, like, you know you're there to buy a sandwich. Everyone knows you're there to buy a sandwich. You just say what sandwich you want, right? And no one really thinks it's rude or abrupt. Oh, hell no. You got to say the bonjour. 
This is why they hate us, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I could see Americans having a problem with this going over there. You know what's funny is like I feel like French people kind of get a bad rap sometimes here in America for being rude. And the funny thing is I have found the exact opposite. Like as far as they will go out of their way to give you information they think you need. This has happened to me so many times there. So I was waiting in line. They have like public toilets um, like on the street. You just put a, you know, euro in and go in and use the bathroom. Yeah. Hey, well, yeah. great. Yeah. Like Not always, but sometimes. Okay. So um, there was a line getting really long at one. And this guy, he's just walking by eating his ice cream. He stops. He looks at the line. He says to us in French, hey, there's free bathrooms that are really nice over into that metro station. It's just like around the corner. So we all leave and go. And it was true. They were amazing. Um, the other day, some guy was tailgating So you got a bathroom guy and you got a bag guy. It was a good start. <laughs> some guy was tailgating me. And I was like so nervous. It was my first few days driving on these little French countryside roads. They're so narrow. I'm like... I'm just sure I'm going to take off someone's side mirror before this is over. And so this guy's tailgating me. I knew I was driving slow. And so I just pull over because I'm thinking, I just want to let him pass, right? Um, He stops and pulls up next to me. And I'm like, because I'm thinking in the U.S., like, you're about to get shot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He just like, he starts talking to me in French and he's gesturing above my head. And I'm like, wait, wait, okay. You know, like, yeah, I get it. I have no idea what he said. He drives off. My husband and I get on, look, there's a no parking sign above us. So he stopped to make sure and tell us like, oh, don't park here. You'll get towed. Um, So just, yeah, lots of like people going out of their way to give you information. It's Good stuff. Well, we have to wrap up this exciting special edition live from Orlando unbusy episode uh reina you did a great job speaking on stage here at oh, the conference thank you i can't wait for your talk tomorrow it's gonna be fun it's gonna be awesome um and meta but till then how do we want to sign off thank you for listening now i want to say like au revoir y'all that's what i was gonna suggest <laughs> all right thank you guys for listening thank you Hey, Raina, why don't we serve advertisements or sponsors on this podcast? Mm, because we didn't want to do it? Oh, uh, yeah. But isn't there a way for our listeners to show that they enjoyed the Unbusy Podcast? There is. There's actually two ways. Mm, go on. So first, they can head to our website, unbusypodcast.com, and buy us a coffee. There's a little button that'll let them donate any amount of money just to show some love and fuel our caffeine addiction. Oh, yeah. I love caffeine. All right, what else? They can also head to their podcast app of choice, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yada, 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 and leave us an honest rating and review. I like that. That'll make us super happy to read. Oh, yep. Alrighty then. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbusy Podcast. We hope you took away some nuggets. Thanks for listening, y'all. Till next time. Bye, Bye, y'all.